All right. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Generating X. I am G Cope. And of course, it's your man C Rob. And here we go. It's like every four or five weeks, Steve. So we'll just make the announcement. We're not going to get too much into it. Donald J. Trump, the 45th president of the United States, has been indicted once again. <laughs> this time is for conspiracy to commit fraud against the United States government. And like I told you, Steve, it's going to pile on someone. He ain't going to get out of all that stuff. He got he has 70 counts in all that are sitting on him. And there's still Georgia. We still got to get to Georgia and for them to indict him, too. So, yeah, he ain't getting out of this. I still don't think Dog was having a jail time. Oh, he's a, char a charge is a charge. Indictment is an indictment. Excuse me. <laughs> I is anything gonna happen to Dog? That's the thing. Here's the thing: he gonna have to plead to to not serve time because there's this thing in the federal government called mandatory guide sentencing guideline, and there's nothing the judges can do about it. You get charged for something. This is the mandatory amount. End of story. It's the way the feds work. You actually think they are going to serve some jail time? I think so. I think they're trying to make a point. And I think what America is doing now, the great mistake that America made, which is leading to what's happening now, is when they allowed Richard Nixon to resign, and he resigned, and Gerald Ford pardoned him. And that basically... Okay kind of made a thing where the president is above the law or you can't convict the president or indict a president. So that that was the issue where a lot of people said they should have just went forward. They shouldn't have let them resign. They should have just went forward with it and just charged them. You know, I mean, Gerald Ford probably would have tried to pardon them anyway, but that was the deal where Gerald Ford got in power and basically um, uh, pardoned Richard Nixon. And that was the downfall where the president feels like all these dudes feel like the president is above the law. Can't be indicted, can't be investigated, can't interfere with a while he's running for president. You can't come down with these cases. Well, right now is a point in America where the DOJ is saying, fuck all that. No, if you commit a crime, you face the same consequences as everybody else. No one is above the law. That, and they probably have more, I mean, the man is a spy. So they have that. And so <laughs> instead of coming out with all that stuff, they're going to try to get rid of them this way, you know, punish him this way. And if it comes down to it, they'll bring out the spy stuff because we all know what was going on. He was selling secrets. Let's not, let's not, let's not, we're not children. Let's not be foolish. But like I said, it is what it is. We'll talk about this more later because it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a lot more coming out. Yeah, I'm about to say, how, I mean, how many indictments he got on him right now? About 70 counts, 70, 70 total. Wow. For all the different cases. So New York, the campaign finance, um, the uh, the documents case down in Florida, Mar-a-Lago. This, um, this something else, I'm sure, I can't remember. Uh, and then he still has Georgia to come. So, you know, he might round up with about 75, a good 75, you know. What's, hey, what's the record for the number of uh, indictments? Man, I don't country? know. I don't know. For a president, <laughs> one, for a president, one is. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm just saying for, for an average, I mean, what is, is it probably a, a drug lord or something possibly or? The mob or like what what's the top charges? I mean, what's the I don't know. It's I'm sure it's in the hundreds, like mob, like a yeah. like a mobster probably got in the hundreds somewhere. You could probably find there somewhere. That's I probably just won't do it just to go away, man. Not necessarily go die or anything, but just stay out of the media eye, man, and just go away. Right yeah, off man. the sunset. I know he can't, you know, his, his, his head too big, too much ego. Just ride away into the sunset, man, and just chill, man. Um, yeah, just go away. What about what about his co-conspirators? So Rudy Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani is one of them, and no one has fallen so far <laughs> in the history of the United States as Rudy Giuliani has. Remember where everybody's praising him, 9-11, America's mayor, and all this stuff. Rudy Giuliani, think about this. He could possibly end up in the same federal prison with the mobsters that he put in that federal prison. Think about that. How does how does do? Is he in the seventies? Yeah, he's in the seventies. Yeah, he's in the seventies. Yeah, he's probably almost eighty. Probably same. You know. Wow. Hey, hey, that sweat dye is definitely gonna be running down his face this time. <laughs> <laughs> sweat and dirt court just die out of face. Face is black. I'm like, man, I ain't did so. Then 
say for instance, if it's not Trump running, mm-hmm. Trump may be in jail. Right. I think DeSantis is falling out of favor with a lot of motherfuckers already. Oh, he's done. He's done. He's done. Tim Scott. They'll they, they'll get someone. I think honestly, you want to, you want me to give you the honest opinion. Of course. The, the Republican donors and the billionaires. I think they're looking at this field now. And they're like, nobody's really going to win. That's why all that money's drying up. Like, I'm not putting my money behind it. None of these people can win. They're almost conceding that Joe Biden's going to win. I think they're going to save up and try to get think tanks together and find a candidate for uh, 2028. 2028. Yeah. So I've been hearing a lot of rumblings. I've been hearing a lot of rumblings about Tim Scott. (laughs) But they ain't going to vote for Tim Scott. (laughs) Tim Scott's black. They ain't voting for them. All them, them people waving Nazi flags. You think they're going to vote for Tim Scott? Please. That's a pipe dream. Just like Marco, Marco Rubio. They weren't going to vote for him either. Ted Cruz. They weren't going to vote for him either. They ain't going to vote for them. Yeah, yes. Well, DeSantis is, uh, isn't, isn't he along the lines of them cast too, though? Who? No, DeSantis Paul? is Italian. He's Italian. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought he was Hispanic? No. Yeah. Some nah, kind he's, of thing nah, he's Italian. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Little, little fat and eat the ball, huh? <laughs> um, yeah, he. Uh, All right, so enough of it. You said what? Like you said, every every few months. Yeah, four or five weeks. It's like, damn. If if I go back and look at our, in fact, I I named the last time he got indicted and we came on, it was forty five gets indicted dot 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 again, and <laughs> I think I'm gonna start this one once again. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> Once again, it's on, man. Like I just said, man, dudes just need to go away, man. And it's, I hope they do set an example, though, to let you know as a president or whatever, you do have some power, but you don't have all the power. There are some checks and balances in order, which it should be, because yep. not one person should have all the power. It is not a dictatorship. Those folks are trying to make it seem like and run it like a dictatorship in some some states. Um, but I guess, so, hey, it's a perfect time to, to make an example out of, you know what I'm saying, before you... Well, yeah, because if you don't do it now, the next guy going to come along and, and pff, a thousand times worse. You see what this DeSantis is trying to do? Man. I mean, imagine that dude is president. DeSantis down, down there where y'all at, man. This dude is going buck wild to me, man. Yeah, but you know, it's what I told you before. This dude, the, the pendulum has to swing because they're killing them in Florida now too. The pendulum has to swing so far one way where people are like, "Okay, this is this is bullshit." Like all these people that voted for him on these trailer parks and all that shit. These motherfuckers, one, they can't get they can't get home insurance because the insurance for trailer parks because they they blow the roof blow off when you blow on it. It's so high that these people got to move out of Florida. They, the rent is going up, like especially in, in Southern Florida. Like he he removed all the the controls for controlling rent. He moved all that, so landlords can charge what I mean. They can raise like raise it like thirty percent on you. You know when you when you it's crazy. And now they're realizing, oh, this guy's not helping us. He chased immigrants away. Businesses are hurt, like the construction, agriculture. He he's hurting the state. Teachers moving out of the state, doctors moving out of the state because you're attacking them because they're LBGTQ. It, people see it, and it's like Alpha Phi uh, uh, Alpha, Alpha right. was going to have their right. have that convention. That's big money. That's, That's like $5 million dollars worth of business. Yeah. Man. $5 million dollars worth of business. He's driving away. A, what, a weekend or something? Maybe like four a days? A weekend, like, like four days. Usually, usually Thursday to Sunday. Right. And, and he drove all that, you know, that's five million in, in just right in there. And then think about all the people visiting, all the things that are going to be bought. Maybe somebody comes down and, and, you know, from wherever likes Florida decides to buy a house in Florida. You're, you're erasing all of that. You're erasing all of that. And people are saying this guy's not good for our state. So what is it going to take for dude to go? Well, he can't run again. He can't run again because you can only run twice. Oh, that's what it is. And they ain't going to change the law for him because he's lost all his little power and cachet. So they just got to ride it out with with dumb dumb over there. Him him and him. (laughs) It is what it is. You know, 
his political man, career, man. his political career is done. He don't because he's not even that type of guy who can do like TV shows or podcasts or stuff like that. Because no, his personality, personality is horrible. Yeah, yeah, his personality is horrible. Yeah, right. Definitely so, not. Definitely he's done. Not. He's done. And he would. And he, huh? <laughs> think about it though. To put it in perspective, what he's about thirty-seven points behind Trump. Yeah. He's 37 behind a 30, 37 a to be exact. 37 behind a dude that got all these indictments, over 77 documents. <laughs> I'll be for real, dude. Think about that it. Was not, I mean, if that ain't a dose of reality, I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but he ain't gonna he's gonna continue to run because he's using state funds to travel and, and get free planes and gifts. He's a grifter, just him and his wife are grifters. They're both grifters, just like the other guy, Trump. So he ain't got no personality. Trump was, is a con man that has oh, a personality. This dude has no personality. And that's how Trump, just off that TV show with The Apprentice and whatnot, mm. he got a lot of followers just off of that reality show, this fake show for the most part. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he got a lot of followers off of that. And him going rogue, folks like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, he, 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 he bucked the system. But you see what happens when you buck the system too too much. You know, so he was getting slapped on the wrist initially, but now mm-hmm. he's gone too far. Man. Well, he's cheated and schemed his whole life, and that's his, him and his that's father, true. him that's and his true. father, his whole family cheated and schemed, cheated and schemed, and this is what happened. You 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 keep going and keep going, slap on the wrist. He greases the palms of, of Manhattan DAs his whole career, so they wouldn't go after him, things like that, and he ran into the wrong people now. Ran into the wrong people. By the way, his judge is a black woman. He got another black woman as a judge. Yeah. So this ought to be another one. Yeah, for this new, for this new, yeah, for the for this new set of indictments. Yeah, he got a, he got a black woman for a judge. So we'll, we'll see. So one is in uh, one's in New York, right? Yeah, one's in New York, one's in, and this one's uh, DC. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know what it means, but by the smirk on your face. Man. Get get ready because he's gonna be oh this Barack Obama appointed judge who's a racist he gonna pull out all that bullshit bro he gonna be, he gonna be ready pulling out all that bullshit so we'll see what happens all right so when when is the first trial I don't know he's he, he's he's getting uh, his first hearing is uh the third so was that Thursday Thursday at four p.m. Thursday at four but he ain't gotta be there though does he um usually they want him there for federal. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No cameras gonna be in the courtroom though. You know they're gonna spare them though. No cameras gonna be in the courtroom. No. See, that's what I'm saying, man. The cameras need to be in the courtroom. But that's what they, they have to. So here's the trick. With all of this, you have to get permission from because cameras aren't really allowed in federal court. But they are allowed if the Supreme if the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court says yes, because he's over all the federal courts, says yes. Cameras can be allowed. That's all he has to do is say yes. Cameras can be allowed. But okay. again, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court is a conservative, so will he allow those cameras? But I think I think enough federal judges below him who don't like what Trump is trying to do, overthrow the government, all this shit. Enough pressure will come from the guys below him to have him make you know make let the cameras in. So he'll get enough pressure. And that'd be some good. Good TV watching. No, it's good TV. That's good TV. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? Hey, just, hey, flick it on the TV and just, yeah. I mean, he needs to be made an example of that, man. Yeah. I mean, you can only break the law so much. So many times. Yeah. And you need to be held, it's just like officers, in my opinion. You need to be held to a higher standards, man. Yeah, him, him and everybody that helped him. Oh, yeah. get them all. And the thing about it is, I ain't gonna lie, man. I've been knowing you since what we were 13, 14 years old. Yeah. If you're doing something super stupid, I'm gonna be like, Cope, I can't, I can't get down with this, man. Right. You know, but nobody told this dude to chill. You know what I'm saying? They were all too afraid to say, hey man. He it, it's a combination of things. That he's gotten away with so much in, in, in his life, people think that he's always gonna get away with it. He he he's a con man. He has a magnetic personality. He does. Um, and he convinces people that they can get away with it. And it's intoxicating. It's like the guy who comes in with it's the mob boss. You know you're killing on behalf of this guy. You know you're stealing on behalf of this guy. You know you're robbing on behalf. 
but you think you're going to get away with it because you have confidence in the in the shit he's spewing into your ear that we're never going to get caught. And if the feds do catch us, we're going to beat that rap. You know, he's John Gotti. But even John Gotti had to go to jail, brother. Right. Every dog has his day. Man. Yep. All right, stay tuned. Yep, stay tuned. So we're, we're done with that little Trump guy until so, about three, four weeks from when he gets indicted again. All right, right, so you said you had a question, Carl. Watch a uh, scenario. No, it, it ain't no question. It's something that I experienced a couple of weeks ago. Okay. So I'm in Scrubber Dub, right? Uh huh. I'm in Scrubber Dub. You know, Scrubber Dub automatic. You know, you mm. go through it, you go up in there, they tell you to put your car in neutral. You put your car in neutral. Right. And it, and it just takes you through the process. Right. Sells you up real good, wets you up real good. Uh huh. Rinses you off, buffs you up. You go through the the dryer. Right. So they had us pretty stacked close together. Okay. So I'm going through the car wash. I get on my phone. It takes about maybe about three, four minutes total. Mm -hmm. I get on my phone, just start scrolling through whatever. And while I'm sitting there, all of a sudden, boom! I jerk. And I'm looking like, I thought I did something wrong at first. Like, damn, what? I looked through my rear view mirror, a big old Escalade. I could see dude messing with his gears. Right. So I'm thinking like, man, what the hell is this dude doing? Dude hit you? Dude hit me. And it was, I'm sitting, it was enough to jerk me. Right. So I'm thinking like, what the hell? So I go through the drive park, because it's right towards the end. But I was still on a track though. Right. Where I couldn't. So then I go through the drive part. So now I'm contemplating the fate that we in right now. Cats start busting on you. You know what I'm saying? Once you get out the car, cats start mm -hmm. car start busting on you. Something like, man, I know my car is not damaged. It's about to tap. Now, we've all tapped something and been tapped before and been in an accident before. So I said, no, I got I gotta I gotta pull it to the side and see what's going on. I got, I got to. So I, I pulled to the side. I looked at my car. It was a little paint from this man's car, or vehicle, Escalade. Um, and you know how big I got. I got a camera, mid-size sedan, huge as Escalade. It was just a little bit of paint on my um, bumper. So as they were coming out, they came out real slow, and I stood by my car and I just did like this, like. Like, damn, like, what, what happened? The window lets down. And guess what came out, man? What? Cheech and Chong slash Snoop Dogg, man. <laughs> I mean, it was, a big ass, it was a big-ass cloud, dog. Uh-huh. And I said, uh, I was about maybe about a good 13 feet from them. And the weed smoke just, just filtered the air, man. So the female in the car was like, did, did we just hit you? I said, yeah, y'all hit me. She said, oh, they didn't even tell us to put it in neutral. They tell everybody to put it in neutral. Yeah. They, they don't even have to tell you. I mean, you put them off in neutral. Right. But he was so faded. All he was doing was mumbling. <laughs> but how they even go forward because they can tell when you're not in neutral how the person waving when there man, a person waving you waving them forward I think this man while we were in there I think he put it in drive and started driving that's the only thing I can imagine that's the only thing I can imagine he put it in drive because it won't go to my knowledge if you ain't in neutral initially so we smoke coming out. She holding a blunt in her hand while she's talking to me. And he mumbling. I understand shit he was saying. And she was like, he didn't even put it in neutral. He didn't even put it in neutral. And after a while, I was like, I'm all good, man. I just wanted to, you know, see what was going on, man. Right. So then they, you know, they just drove off. It wasn't even worth trying to exchange any any um insurances, license plates, or you know, it, it wasn't even worth all that. I just I was just curious. And I had already peeped who was it was it was um it wasn't young people. Right. I would say 30s. I would say 30s. mid 30s. Okay. Okay. Mid 30s, upper 30s. But when you know, 
because I went in right before them. So I had already peaked them. You know, they, they didn't look like a threat or anything. They didn't look like no young, no young thug, whatever. And probably right. if they would have been, I probably been like, you know what, let me keep on school. But I had to do what see what was going on. Dude was trying to drive in a car wash, man. And no, when I tell that story, uh-huh. everybody like, hey, hit you in the drive? I mean, in, in the car wash? Yeah, like crazy. Night. Like, how? <laughs> I didn't even know you could actually move forward like that. Dog, yeah, he tapped me pretty. I'm thinking like, and at first I thought I did since I wasn't paying attention. Uh-huh. And I looked at my rearview mirror, and this dude was. <laughs> and, then, and then him coming out real slow, like he, and like right away she said, do we? Matter of fact, they were just so both faded. They didn't even know what happened. We probably, they probably like, dang, we tapped something, but we don't even know. But just, like I said, Cheech they, and Chong. They probably Dog. didn't even need a car wash. They just need some place to, to while, you know, to roll while they smoke. Man, it was crazy, man. But I had it. Everybody I tell that story to was like, they in disbelief. Like, how the hell somebody hit you in a car wash, man? Now, imagine if you was a detective. Right. Imagine if right. you was a detective. And all that smoke in the car. Man, it came out. Like I said, it came out. And then the crazy thing about it is you would think that they would have put it out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, okay, this dude is still here. Dude, hold it. <laughs> no, it was she. She was holding uh, it. He was just sitting there like, you know, I'm like, I can't even understand what dude. And after a while, I said, all right, yo, everything's good, man. Everything's good. I just had to figure out what was going on. Like, I had to. That's crazy. So, and then the other day, too, a week ago, I'm in the car wash, saying car wash. You need to my stop going to car wash. Miles are like, you need to go to a different car wash. Yeah, you need to go to a different car wash. Cars getting drying off. You get like 59 seconds of dry off. Right. I'm coming through, about to get released. This man starts backing up, trying to get that last little bit of dryness. Backing up? He started backing up instead of pulling out, going into the outside. He started backing up, trying to, and he, I, he literally probably came about six inches from my car, man. Where is this scrubber dub that you go to? I I don't want to get a scrubber dub a bad name. Oh, right off Apple Ten, right off Apple Seventy Six and Apple. I mean, not Seventy Six and Apple Ten, but um, yeah, right off of Apple and um, by the KFC over there. So okay, okay. Third. 73rd and I, yeah, man, just 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 wow, man. Just wow. But man, that's crazy. I'm gonna give him one more shot. <laughs> and if something else happened, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give you one more, but if something else happened, I ain't coming good, back. Man. Too many close calls. But yeah, this this that escalate when that, that one took the cake, man. Just uh, just something I want to share with the people, man. Y'all be careful when y'all in these in these uh, automatic car washes that that move you along. And um, just be weary of what's in front of you and what's in behind you. Um, yeah, all the time I've been going to car washes like that, nothing like that ever happened. But there you go, man. I thought I just said that story with the people. Got to give the people what they want, man. Got to give the people what they want. Got and speaking about giving the people what they want, we got to talk about the boxing match, brother. What, what boxing we need, match? We need to get into that. You know, what we used to remember me, you, remember you, me and you used to watch boxing. We used to score it. Yeah. <laughs> like we were judges. I don't do that no more, man. I don't do that. No more. Yeah, I used to. Hey, twelve rounds, man. You yeah, you score. Yeah, that's a ten eight round. That's a nine nine. I mean, ten ten round or whatever. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. no need to score this fight, though. Ooh, not one bit. I. What fight are we talking about first, Coach? We, well, we talking about we talking about Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence Jr. Two uh, undefeated uh, welterweights. Both were like top five, if not top three ranked pound for pound fighters pound in the world. Pound. Pound, for pound, pound for pound. It, um, Terrence Crawford destroyed Errol Spence. Mm. Let me tell you, it's not a coincidence that that happened because Terrence Crawford is a Green Bay Packers fan and Errol Spence is a Dallas Cowboys fan. And I wanted to send out to you that night. He done beat Spence like Rodgers would used to beat them Cowboys. <laughs> How did the hell Bud become a? Uh, I know why Spence is a Cowboy fan because he comes out Omaha, Nebraska. They ain't got professional sports teams, so when he was little, the Packers was basically the 
the closest team. You know, that's the firebear when he became a, a fan. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. That's crazy, man. Because both of them cats by like, when they were 33, 34, 35. Bud is 35. I think Spence is 32 or 33. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what, man? I had Crawford winning. Right. Not on the scorecard, but initially I was like, you know what? Well, Saying he was going to win. Yeah. I was with a couple from the club. Mm. And uh, I said, I got Crawford. And one right. of the fellas was like, I got Spence. You want to put some money on it? I said, you know what? I don't bet something I don't control for the right. part. If I can't control it, I'm not I'm not a gambling betting person. Yeah, me neither. Uh, there wasn't that much money. But did you see? Did you imagine it turning out the way it did? So I'm really into boxing. I I, I love like that's probably number two or three on my sport sporting list, boxing. Um, I, I follow all, especially the welterweights and light, light, well, uh, junior welterweights, light, uh, uh, super lightweights, all those guys. Um, heavyweights probably gone. I don't follow that no more. It's like heavyweight ain't the same. Well, it's garbage. Right? Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I still follow boxing, so I'm into all that, the different stables and the groups. And Bud is a tech. Is a <laughs> He's there's levels, there's levels, and I was telling my wife this because she's in the box and Puerto Ricans are in the box, and hey, right, you know, her, her mother and father came over. Why we watched, we all watched the fight and everything like that. There's levels, there's great, and Errol Spence for this time, this time of boxers is a great boxer. You can't take that away from him. Errol Spence is a great boxer, but Bud is an all-time great. That he his boxing is so superior. He's the superior boxer. Like skill wise, he had faster hands. He adjusts. Antonio Tarver, remember Antonio Tarver? Antonio Tarver, yeah, he beat Roy Jones Jr. Said something before the fight. He was saying Bud was going to win by knockout. And he said, It's because I see who can do different things. And he said, Every time he sees Spence, Spence does the same thing going forward, doing this, going. He said, I've never seen Spence fight going backwards. Just in a corner fight, you like dodging shots and fighting, turning his body. But that's what Bud does. Like he watches people for like the first round and a half. He's in that Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather, <laughs> and Javante Davis, bro. Javante uh, Davis um, mode where those first two rounds they'll give it away, but Just once they judge your hand speed, yep. that's it. Yep. And that's what he did. He judged Spencer's hand speed, and that was it. Was over. He judged his hand speed and he judged his power. Yeah, and none of them were there. Well, that's what he, he said. He got hit. He said he got hit clean, and was he like, was. "Oh, that's it." He he's like, "This dude can't hurt me." And then he knew I'm gonna stand right in front of your ass, right right now, and just boom, like. And Spence is not used to somebody standing right in front of him like that. And Spence supposedly was a bigger man. Supposedly, supposedly. supposedly bigger he was man. he was bigger but not stronger. That's I mean, he threw Spence off him on a couple of times. Like, yep, yep, get off me. That's fine. You know, he beat him. As I text with one hand, yep. he came fighting softball mm-hmm. and he threw that right jab. And that white jab has so much speed to it. That man. right jab was killing It has so much power, power. so much steam to it that, hey, as y'all saw Spence face, I mean, yep. it was knotted up, swallowed up. Um, like Martin. <laughs> exactly. But once you know a man can't hurt you, that's it. You on and he knows he can't hurt you, and Spence knew that. So there was nothing on Spence Spence's punches at all. Well, yeah, it, it was over. It was over the second round when he knocked Spence down. Spence had never been. You know, Spence has never been knocked down. Right. And that, that's good that doubt, yep, that doubt seeped in his head, and he was like, "I can't beat." It was almost like at that moment he was like, "I can't beat that dude." Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to quit. Mm-hmm. Cause do you remember what was it that fight? Yeah, when he asked Spence, I think the referee asked Spence, "Did he want to continue?" Yeah. Think about that though. Like, do you, and you know, as a boxer, you can't say no. You his, know what I'm saying? Like, I know his face. You got to go down fighting. You gotta ask him. You gotta ask him. You all right there, brother? You, you wanna keep going? You wanna keep going? But here's here's the best part about Bud Crawford. Two things. 
there's a press conference. The press conference, you know, where they sit at the table and the fighters and all that. And the managers were arguing and, and, and Spence managers talking about Bud's manager, how fat he is and this and right, that, right. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and Bud slaps the table. Damn, I'm done. Gets up and left. Uh, Timothy Bradley said, that's the real Bud that y'all don't know, that he's quiet like that. But he said, when he slapped the table and said, I'm done, he said, that's, that's, that. that's, the, that's the real Bud. Like, he knew right there he was going to, I'm going to punish your ass. But but it was so much shit talking. Yeah. Between both of the two uh yeah. their entourage or they they yeah. they what do they call their teams? Uh, it was entertaining as hell. Let me tell it you was, how yeah, how, how much shit talking Bud was the, I gotta send you the video because you know um Jamal Charlo's in the same camp as Errol Smith's. And yeah, he's at yeah. 154, he's the 154 champion, and that's the next weight class up. That when Bud knocks Spence down in the, in a, what was it ninth eighth he yeah, turned he to, to Jamal yeah. Charlo started talking shit to talking about you next. I'm like damn. I'm not gonna lie though, Coach. I didn't I didn't expect the fight to to go that. I thought Crawford was gonna win. Right. I didn't expect it to go the way it did. Mm. But that was one of the most impressive domination. Top fighter to top fighter, yes. Exactly, both undefeated. And it and it was yeah, it it wasn't like a quick knockout where the good dude was caught by surprise and oh I, he called right. it was a sustained beat down. And it got worse. And and like I said, he beat him with one hand. Because that's that, that's the thing about it. Somebody can have some speed. Right. If you hit that put that jab out there, that's gonna mm. slow that down. That's you know, otherwise they're gonna with that tight, stiff jab like that, mm-hmm. that's gonna negate that speed. And it's not gonna make him want to walk forward. He like he said, he tried to bull rush him a couple of times and he just threw him off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you you saw who was a stronger fighter, and both of those men inside knew. I know the corner of Spence knew. Spence said they're the rematch clause, right? Right. I think he was talking about December or whatever, he wanna fight again. Mm. What the hell can Spence really do to make this a more competitive fight? So he could, he's convinced himself. And I heard the excuses coming out right away from people on his side, people who were in his thing, that he had trouble getting down to 147. So he's convinced himself that he could rematch at 154. But again, Bud, it, it takes Bud a lot to get down to 157 too, 147 too. But you know what, man? Think about it though. <laughs> I ain't no big dude. Right. Them are some light in the ass dudes. Right. So I can't imagine just walking around at 145. Well, that's not their walk around way though. Right, walk- right, yeah, right. Yeah. So just getting down. Right. I mean, and, and, and Crawford kept his power getting yeah. down there. So does he really think, does Spence really think going up to the next weight class that he's going to be able to, I don't see it. I don't well, I don't know yeah. anything that Spence can do because you just don't get power. No. Late in your career. You're you born don't with good. it. You're born with it. So what can he do to make this a more competitive fight if they did go up the next Nothing. weight class? Nothing, because the skill level, as was shown, they're not even on the same bracket as far as total boxing skill, offense, defense, being able to adjust in the ring, be able to, you know, footwork, nothing, nothing. And that's one of the things Crawford's trainer brought up the next day. He was talking on something. He was like, look at Spencer's feet. He was talking about, we saw that, that his feet are too far apart. They like, it was just basically all balance. Yeah. Yeah. They, they just knew, they just knew like, I mean, it's just, sometimes, hey, even the baddest man on the planet, there's somebody better. You know, like, there's always going to be somebody better than you. There's no matter what it was. I remember my mom used to tell me that back when I looked kid. There's always going to be somebody that's better than you. Yeah. If it's running, if it's trying to do a spelling bee, if right. it's a math test, it's always somebody better than you. And... It's whether you run into, yeah, it's whether you run into them or not, whether you cross their path or not. 
you'll see. So Crawford is what, 40 and 0? Now he's 40 and 0 with 31 knockouts. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is that he was uh was a super lightweight where he had the uh where he was the um or lightweight where he was the unified champion. So now he went to welterweight unified champion. But since he's moved to welterweight, he's knocked out everybody because they were like, is his power gonna, gonna translate? But since he's been to welterweight, I think it's 11 fights he's had at welterweight, he knocked everybody out. So yes, that extra weight probably gave him extra so power. That's a 90. I'm trying to do the math in my head. That's like a 97% yeah. knockout yeah. race per fight. Yeah. Well, for ratio. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So that's it. So yeah. nine out of ten times, if you step in the ring with this dude, you get knocked out. <laughs> yeah. I think um, uh, what's his dude name? Javante Davis, who's uh, junior welterweight. So eighty, I think, 80 closer to seventy, eighty something. Okay, go, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, Javante Davis is like twenty-eight, no, with twenty-six knockouts. So he he got. I think he's got the highest percentage right now going. All right, so he forty-five. He's thirty-five. Where, where I'm getting that is, what else is left? Not necessarily that. Um, Mayweather, fifty and oh. zero. Ooh, now you talk about. Now you talk about. Now you talk about. Man. Can he? Can he get there? Because that's it. I would. That that would be a goal of mine. To be that's like ten more fights, though. I know, man. So he's gonna have to fight twice. That's two. Year, that's right? like two fights a year. Yeah, five years. Yeah, I don't know. Because I would be like, it'd be nice to be fifty-one and zero. Just to top Mayweather that one. But remember, Mayweather's 50th was um Conor McGregor. So I mean if he oh, puts in, if, if he puts yeah, if he puts in a bullshit fight like that, then yeah, he, he, maybe he be. Cause I, I wouldn't, I mean, he's 35 or whatever. Mm. Yeah, it might be some young cat that's gonna catch him when he's 38 or 39 or something. That's the thing. That's the thing. Happens. But you know what? Spence didn't even hit him that much, man. Like he mm. didn't even. That was like a sparring. He, that was a sparring match for Bud. For, for I don't think he rocked him seriously one time. Like even pushed him. Like where somebody go, oh, you know, let me yeah. rethink about. It. Yeah, no. But, even Mayweather. Like I was watching an interview with Mayweather when uh he and Mosley. You remember Mosley rocked him twice. Mosley got him, but yeah, but Floyd. Floyd said when he when he rocked him one time. And Floyd said, I, I was in his ear and I said, you're going to have to kill me. Mm. And then that's when he settled down a little bit, like you said, filled him out for another couple mm. of rounds and beat him with that hand speed. But Floyd, yeah, but Floyd, that's why I see it. That's why I like Floyd. Because Mosley prepared the whole time with Floyd moving around the ring. And after Mosley rocked Floyd, Floyd decided, I'm going to stand right in front of your ass. And that right. threw Mosley off. That threw him off. He's like, I'm going to stand right in front of you. We're going to box close quarters like this. And he beat him. Like, just the skill. But it's Floyd with all the things, except he has long arms and more power. Right. Floyd probably has better defense because Floyd's defense was just immaculate. Floyd, it's, it, you, you rarely see somebody really hit that man. He's yeah. been hit now. No, he's been he's hit. Been hit. And I believe he got a decent chin too, man. Because no, he's got a good chin. He's got a good yeah. chin. If you can connect, if you can find his chin, yeah. But all, if you can find his chin, he he got a good chin. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Bud test that forty nine or fifty and zero, man. But like you said, it would have to be two fights a year. Yeah, a year. Because How when you was he, when you, when you get like 41, 42, I don't want to see that because then it's like yeah, what no. <laughs> he don't have anything to prove. No, he don't have nothing to prove. Who's next? Charlo. Charlo's next. Yeah. All right. When we I don't know see Charlo. That? One of the Charlos is unified, but I don't think it's the one that's right above him. I think it's so. He's gonna have to fight Spence again because they got yeah. that rematch clause. Yeah, it's a mandatory clause. So Spence wanted. He said, "I mean, so, even when they asked, do you want to?" I mean, Spence was hesitant because he like yeah. I can't. Yeah, that's the problem though, because he has a, a mandatory. Um, Uh, calls against Spence, and then he's he's gonna have to vacate the belts because he's got another mandatory. I think it's IBF with some other dude that he okay. that's that's a mandatory contender that, that moved up to the number one contender. So he his bet best bet because the other dude ain't gonna bring money. His best bet 
Fight the mandatory with Spence. Whoop his ass again. Go to Charlo. Unless you work out something with Spence for Charlo's belt. Like he go, he dro- he drops the belts he has now, fights Charlo's for those for those belts, and then him and Spence fight again. One way. Yeah. I don't, I don't. He might knock Spence out even earlier this time. Yeah, he might. You know what I'm saying? I'm serious, man. Spence, I, 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 I feel the, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't know what Spence can do differently right now, man. Nothing. 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 Not a damn thing, man. No. You don't yeah. have to. Like, even in football, any given Sunday, mm-hmm. even in basketball, the weaker team can come out, still a game. Baseball happens. But oh, I can't see. I can't see it in boxing. Not when it's those two cats right there. Yeah, I, I, I mean, there's always a chance. You could always catch somebody. You can always right. catch somebody. Right, right, right. Because um, they're professionals. They're professional boxers, you know. But Spence at his best and, and Crawford at his best, I, I no, he can't. He, I don't think he can be. This is when I knew Spence for sure was going, you know, because I, I thought Bud was going to win. I was rooting for Bud was going to win. But you're always unsure because Spence is a great fighter. This is when I knew Spence was going to lose. When they came out for the to the ring, the ring wall, and Spence came out with some dude I didn't even know who he was with his 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 leather whatever Louis Vuitton and his stomach was hanging out. Did you see that the dude? I can't, I can't even dude, remember. I know I watched it. I watched him come yeah. in. I don't even know who that dude was. He came out with that dude, and then Crawford came out with Eminem. I said, "It's over. It's over." <laughs> and that's and that's what the fight looked like. If yeah. Eminem rapping against that dude. <laughs> but the thing that Eminem wasn't even rapping though. No. He 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 talked or whatever, and then yeah. he faded away. His eyes yeah, came Eminem on. Eminem ain't got a rap, man. Yeah, I know he's <laughs> but he, he came out with Eminem, man. Yeah, that was that was probably the most entertaining part of it. Yeah. But uh I I don't want to see that fight again. No, I don't want to see a rematch. But it's mandatory, so they go. Yeah, they go exactly. have, I mean, and it might be depending on the chart on Charlo and what he does his next fight. That might be you go for the at this point he's thirty five. You go for the fight with the most money. So that Spence one might be the most money. You know what I mean? You got to get as much money as you can. Like Floyd said, this is prize fight. Yeah, that's what it is now, man. This that's is prize exactly. fight. Yeah, get that money. You know, so I don't know. That was that was that was um. It was fascinating for me to watch because I'm a Bud fan to watch somebody the skill level and pick somebody apart like that. But if I was a casual fan, I would have been upset because it, it was so one-sided. Right, so right. And like I said, he beat him with one hand. He threw his left sometimes, mm-hmm. but he didn't have to. He was rocking him with the right cross, with the jab. Um, you name it, it was coming with that right, man. So if somebody beats you with their lead hand, <laughs> that's pure dominance to me. That's man. pure dominance, bro. That is. That is, man. That's pure dominance. It's yeah. And we um, haven't talked about boxing much on this. No, we haven't. Because they yeah. the, the, the super fights are are rare now. They're they're, they're they're doing more now. They've been doing more in the last two years to bring top fighters together and fight. So um, we'll we'll see what happens, bro. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with the next one. I'm not a heavyweight dude, so I don't care about that shit. The heavyweight, it ain't like I said, it ain't like it was when we was growing up, man. Yeah, but here, here's my problem with the heavyweight. Um, every everybody else got weight classes, one fifty four, and then the next the next uh, weight class is seven pounds up. You know, uh, you know, like that. You know, you one forty seven, one fifty four. I think it's one forty two, one forty seven, one fifty four. So there's a gap. Heavyweight, once you get over 200 pounds, I could be 220 and I'm fighting some dude who's like 270. Right. Dang, dang, dang. Yeah. That ain't the same weight class. That's right. not fair. Right. It's not. It's not. It's not. Weight makes a difference. Yes. Even even big boys like that. Those dudes and, should be super heavyweight. Those, those yeah. big old six, 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 250 pound dudes, that's super heavyweight to me. Hey, them Lennox Lewis's. <laughs> yeah. Let's go with the Clisco brothers and shit like that. But Lennox, was Lennox even too, he was probably like 230, two, two, something like that. Right. Some of these dudes out here, they're like 250, 260. Like uh, uh, the dude in England, Tyson Fury, that dude was like 250, 260. Yeah. That's crazy. You know what? Don't look nothing like a boxer. 
He got good hands, though. That dude got good hands. <laughs> he got good hands. <laughs> he got good hands. I ain't good, you know. Hey. hey, and that's what you're throwing. You're throwing your hands in boxing. Throwing them hands. Like, yeah, yeah. Even an MMA fight. It was an MMA fight that was going on at the same time. Uh-huh. And uh, the headliner fight, dude got kicked out early in the fight. It didn't even go, it didn't even, it didn't go that long, man. Really? So that was Another one that was now I can't really get into MMA that much. Yeah, I'm not an MMA fan, so I'm not. But fighting, I, I watch fighting. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? So you know, that right there takes more skill to me than than boxing. Because you can get you can get choked out. Well, I don't say skill, but you get choked out. You can get kicked out. You get punched out. You can get your arm locked out. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's just so many different varieties of ways of losing. Into a winning fight, so I'm always gonna choose boxing. I'm always, I mean, yeah. boxing. I'm always gonna choose boxing, but sometimes, man, I mean, even them females, man, they, they be going out of two. Brutal. I don't like watching that women make them female, they blood in each other's face up and beating each other. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, they, some of them females hit hard too, man. Some of them hit hard, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's our that's our, our, our boxing review. That's our boxing review. I guess I got one more topic. Um, what I've been noticing is NFL quarterbacks. What I've been noticing this year, there's been a lot of slander on the African-American quarterback. I've been noticing that lately. Give me some examples. If you can put them out right now. Yeah, Colin Cowherd, his favorite targets now are Dak Prescott and Jordan Love. He ain't never even seen Jordan Love play. How could he? How could it be Jordan Love? Now he likes Aaron Rodgers. He just said that today. That he <laughs> likes Aaron Rodgers, and he doesn't think Jordan Love is going to be anything. And this is why. This is his reasoning. Because you never see any video of him coming out of camp, in camp uh, throwing or anything like that. Well, you know why you don't see video because the Packers media team, the, the Packers. Uh, I don't know if you want to call them ownership. The Packers leadership doesn't allow the media team to send out video uh, of practices that they've been like that since forever. So that's why you haven't seen video. And, and it's like, he's like picking things now that make no sense. Um, he, who else? Uh, he's wary about Justin Fields, which I am too. Cause I don't think the dude can throw. I don't think he's a quarterback. Right. But he's praising Kirk Cousins now because of the, uh, the Netflix series that I haven't watched. Right, I have to get a quarterback about the quarterbacks. Yeah, but, I'm but not. he's down on Dak, and I feel like they're the same dude. So if you're down on one, you got to be down on both. Or if you're up on one, you got to be up on both. I don't think there's any difference between Dak and Kirk Cousins, except I will say this: if it's a playoff game or a primetime game, I'm picking Dak over Kirk Cousins because <laughs> I have seen Dak. I have seen Dak succeed right. in those high pressure situations. Now he may not succeed as much as people want, but I have seen him succeed. I have not seen Kirk Cousins do the same. You know, Kirk Cousins at a noon or one o'clock game huh. will whoop your ass, throw that ball all, yeah, throw it all over the field, all putting dimes right on the money, hitting them right in the face mask. But like once to get under them bright lights, man, prime time games. Um, yeah. as far as Dak, mm-hmm. I have my reservations too. Yeah. Everything needs to work out well for Dak. The O line, running quarterbacks, both quarterbacks. I think last year with them interceptions, there's a video. Um, not a video. It's a couple of them. Um, Kurt Warner put one out, and another Cowboy dude put one out. Podcaster dude, and they broke down every interception that Dak threw. Right. Fifteen interceptions that he threw in. Not that many games. Right. I know he missed four games. So 12 games, was it? So 12? out of those 15 interceptions, six or seven of them either bounced off a dude's hands or shoulder pads or whatever uh, onto the defensive player mm-hmm. or the receiver. Ran the wrong route. Ran the wrong route. I know that happened CD, in Green Bay. Like somebody flattened out their route or something like that. Yeah. CD Lamb did it twice. Um, Green in the Green, Green Bay game. Schultz and Land was too close together. Yeah. So that was three interceptions right there. 
um, tight end. Um, was it Ferguson? Not Ferguson. Um, dang. Other tight end. I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. The other guy. Yeah. Ball bounced off his hands. Noah Brown, ball bounced off his hand. Like one of them, I think Noah Brown against the Jacksonville game. Jacksonville. Yes. So it was, it was like about five to seven. That wasn't his fault. That wasn't his fault. That don't you don't that doesn't show. You know when you when you say right. the guy had seventeen. Well, let me see how let me let me see those interceptions. Right. So there are times when I when I doubt Deck because he does make some bonehead ass plays. Hmm. Was it against uh, I think the Redskins? He threw an out that was lazy or was right. late. Defensive back dropped it. And he went right back to the same play. Even the back jumps it, pick six. Hmm. So he's at the age now. He's 30 years old, man. I'm ready for him to take that next step. But he got to have he, – he's going to have an elite defense. Right. He, he should have a, a more than average running game. Right. He has two – in my opinion, elite receivers. Offensive line stay healthy. They're going to be better than average. He should have everything around him. Right. If everybody stays healthy. So, the football is a team game. Yeah. I I think this – I don't know why. Maybe because he's the quarterback of the – and maybe this comes – and I'll put Jordan Love in this quarter – in this conversation too – He's the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Jordan Love is the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. You got to always associate it's higher expectations. Right. Higher, but Dak is a good quarterback. If, if and you that shouldn't be bad to say he needs everything working around him. That should be any quarterback. That's almost any quarterback. They're, Aaron Rodgers needed everything working around him. Patrick Mahomes is probably the only Tom Brady needed thing. Like Tom Brady year after year had the best defenses. In the league, right. like top 10 right. defenses year after year. The only quarterback I know of in this recent modern era of the last 10 years is Patrick Mahomes that didn't have everything right around. Garbage defense, receivers got hurt. He's on one leg and he takes the team into the Super Bowl. Well, like, there's very few them. quarterbacks that can do that, man. Right. right. Very few quarterbacks. Josh time. Allen. Right. Josh Allen turns the ball over a lot and people don't mention it. I saw a stat with Josh Allen side by side comparable with Dak. Uh-huh. And Dak was beating them in a lot of the, uh, those categories. Yeah. And the interception ratios were like damn near one-on-one. But that's what I'm saying. It's perception. But listen to everybody else. Josh Allen is so much better. And then when they list these quarterbacks, obviously Mahomes is top. And then you got Herbert and Burrow and Allen. Now they're putting a kid from Jacksonville in there. And blue, blue, blue. And blue, blue. <laughs> Did they forget Lamar won the MVP? Won the MVP. They just forget Definitely. that this dude exists. I think they just didn't like. They don't like his style. That's it. His style. They don't like his style. He's not. As he said, he got that Southern, that South Florida speech and vernacular, so to speak. He's this, not that so-called yes. golden boy. Let me say what I've said. He's not Russell Wilson, if you get where I'm going with that, right? Of course. I see you. He is unapologetically Black. And it's a problem that the media, because they can't relate to him. They don't understand him. So they don't know how to cover him. Same thing with Cam Newton was like that, too. That he wasn't, hey, there, ho there, hi there, who there, who there. Like, they want their quarterback to be. Cam Newton was... Was he from Atlanta? He was a kid from Atlanta. Where right. I know he's from Georgia, but he just was who he was. Like he won an MVP too. Respect who he is. Respect the greatness. He, he, he don't have to be your best friend. Of course, if you're a fifty-something-year-old white man writing, and you're you're a beat writer, of course you're going to have problems relating to Cam Newton because you never even tried to be around people like him your whole life. So, of course, you're going to have problems covering them. And I already see that with some of the old Green Bay writers, some of the older Green Bay writers. They're already having a problem understanding Jordan Love, 
who he is, right? And you can see that in the writing. Of course you do, because Aaron Rodgers was your boy. You rubbed elbows with him. A twenty-something, a twenty-four-year-old dude is not going to rub elbows with a fifty-eight-year-old man, right? Right. right. You know, so I, I just think when you don't take the time to understand who people are, where they come from, of course, you're going to have a hard time relating to them. That falls into that category, too. But then that's the thing. A lot of people, they don't understand sports, that. Sports brings us together. Right. We play we play with dudes from all kind of races. Right. Not just black dudes, white dudes. The, uh, the yeah, brothers. Yeah. Yeah. We play, yeah. We play with and that's one thing about sports that I love that it does bring people together people together from different races and different backgrounds y'all all have something in common y'all uber athletic right that's what y'all have in common now y'all gotta work together a common goal yep you put everything to the side uh, you know and you work together so that's one thing I do like about that man um see when you name Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson it reminds mm-hmm. me of Allen Iverson Right. When he, you know, he came with the cornrows and the, right. and, the tats and all of that, the baggy clothes at the time, um, they didn't like that. They changed the rules. If you're not playing the game, right. you got to put a collar, collar. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, some stuff like that. So that's, that's an, it reminds me of Alan Iverson, unapologetically black. Mm-hmm. Um, the sport, the owners, the media, um, definitely not black as a as a whole, but the talent level, man. Right. You can't take it away from Lamar. And, and let let, and let I me, just want yeah. him to stay healthy, man. Yeah, and show we can do his his style of play. He can easily miss four or five games in a year, man. Right. But that's anybody. That's that's anybody. Any quarterback. But two. The brother behind him did a serviceable job, though. Yeah, huh? he did. A, he did. A, he, pretty, he did a pretty decent job. He can't throw like Lamar. He, right, but he he, <laughs> he can't my throw opinion, like he he fumbled. He fumbled on the goal line that one time, though. Yeah. It kind of yeah. He can't throw like Lamar. Yeah, jacked him up. But yeah. and back to Dak. One thing I want to see with Dak, man, and we are gonna get into our um. Pre preseason, thing. yeah, maybe yeah, about a week or two. What, like they got three games, yeah, about two weeks. And, and I've always said this, and I heard some of the Dallas writers, and um, not necessarily writers, but they own a radio show. Um, I know you listen to Packers radio stuff. I listen yeah. to Cowboys too. I want to see Dak throw to moving targets where they can do catch the ball and keep moving, right? Because they got skill. If you hit CD Lamb. In an open field or in motion while he's moving in stride, he's not gonna get caught. I wanna see that. And maybe, and I've been questioning that his whole career. Mm-hmm. If you run around, turn around, stop, boom, it's on the money. But he's not, he's not a uh he can't throw off angle. He he's not an off-angle throwing guy. He's not. He needs his feet planted and set. And uh, he's not a dude. No, he can't throw. He can't throw off angle, man. I mean, rolling out like yeah. accurately though, like with with power and and, and he he has definitely. Okay. He definitely has consistently. Yeah, he's not like Russell Wilson. And let me back up with Russell Wilson. I don't want people to think that I'm saying Russell Wilson's not black. I'm just saying that his character is easier for some people to swallow. He's just a clean cut. Yeah, he's just a clean cut guy. Brother. He's just a clean cut guy. Yeah. And that just goes to show you that we we're not all a monolith. Exactly. Exactly. We we come in a variety of different backgrounds, exactly. education exactly. levels, appearances, styles, um, characters. So you can't put them all in one group. Put them all in one category. Yeah. Exactly. But back to that. Yeah, I just don't. To me, like if we're talent, tend to tend to. One to ten. See, Dak is like a seven and a half, eight at the at the top. But that's okay. You can win like that. You can. He's Kirk Cousins, hey. seven and a half, eight. Hey, um, what's the cat from Baltimore that won the Super Bowl? Uh, Trent, uh, Trent Dilfer. No, Dilfer won in, in um. He's in the ball. Yeah, 
So he's like Dilfer. What's the cat doing? No, Dilfer won with uh, the Ravens. Uh, didn't he? Then who was the other quarterback that won with the Ravens? Joe Flacco. Flacco. Yeah. Then we're no talented quarterbacks, man. No. So it, seven it, and a half, eight. eight. But they, hey, they've been have they had elite defenses. Yeah. Who, who? And that's that's crucial because if you get them a short field to work with, you creating turnovers. Mm-hmm. That is huge for any quarterback, man. Any quarterback. It, it looked like you're faking. What you thinking about, man? But now, with who won with Tampa the first time? See, I thought Dilford won with Tampa Bay. But I might I be wrong. Won with the Ravens. But Flacco won with the Ravens, too. They got, they only got I know two, Flacco right? won with the Ravens. I don't know. Was it? Um, I don't know, bro. That's a good they only one. have two, man, to my knowledge. Yeah, they only have two. Uh, I don't they know. Call it a game manager, man. Just to me, cut down the turnovers, which I think he should be able to do. Rely on that defense. If you need to punt the ball, go ahead and punt the ball. I want to see hey, McCarthy won the championship calling plays. Um, let's go get it. Go ahead. Nah, that's, gonna bother. that's gonna bother me. <laughs> it ain't gonna be that hard to find. I know. Was it 2003? I think it was 2003. I just know they had a killer defense, man. Yeah, well, that defense one. Brad Johnson was the guy. Brad Johnson. Okay. Wow. So Dilfer didn't win it with them then. No, Dilfer used to be a Tampa quarterback, but he, he won it with Baltimore. He won it with Baltimore or Tampa Bay? No, Dilfer won with Baltimore. Flacco never won. Flacco, Baltimore won two. One with one with Dilfer and then one with Flacco. I thought you just named somebody else. Brad Johnson won with Tampa. Tampa, okay. All right, yeah. all right, all right, yeah. all right. So okay. yeah, yeah, Dilfer and Ravens had the arguably the best defense of all time. Like, both those Dilfer. defenses were, were could be considered the best defense of all time. Right. So, they had all pros all over the field, or yeah. probably should be or close to all pros all over the field, man. Yeah. And they had a monster. So you can you can definitely win with a serviceable serviceable quarterback. That's what I'm saying. If you can win with Brad Johnson. And Trent Dilfer, not knocking them, they're pro quarterbacks. Obviously, they have some skill to make it to the pro. But they weren't all-time greats. They weren't even top 10 quarterbacks of their of, of, of their era. So if you put the right things around them, that could be fine. That's that's my point. Punt the ball when you need to punt the ball. If the wind, you know what I'm saying? If it's third and 13, mm. maybe don't try to squeeze that ball in between there. Right. Kick the ball. Rely on your defense to get you the ball back in a better field position. That's why I want to see some maturity. But I think a lot of that has to do with coaching. Yeah. Uh, I still, I mean, the Cowboys damn near led the league in, in, in scoring when Dak came back. If they did. But there were times where, where, the, where the offensive coordinator would just call some play. Instead of the Packer game, for example. Were they up by two touchdowns in the fourth quarter? They sure were. Kept on Kept on it. Who does that? Who keeps, you know what I'm saying? But that's when McCarthy has to be like, hey, 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 man, no, we running this play. We running on three straight downs, making these timeouts and whatever. So I'm interested to see how Kellen Moore does in San Diego, though. Well, not with me, with Los Angeles. He got a lot of weapons. Great Chargers, yeah. Yeah, they got a lot yeah. of weapons. They got a lot of, and that's what I don't like. If they do well, Oh, you see, they're going to be comparing. But think about all the receivers that Herbert has compared to what Dak has. Like, just offensive weapons. Eckler, um, Williams, uh, that, that Allen. Uh, the, rook, the rookie they got. Allen. Allen, yep. yep. They got three. If that rookie pans out to be what everybody's saying he is, I can't remember his name. Why am I forgetting who it is? They got three top flight receivers. Like, think about that. They were already a uh... – Better than average team to begin with. Yes, exactly, exactly. So their coach is mean, gonna hold them back. Their head coach is gonna hold them back. San Francisco game when Cowboys mm. played San Francisco in the playoffs, mm. the only weapon the Cowboys had on the field was C.D. Lamb. Lamb. Well, Pollard broke his ankle. Mm-hmm. Well, how did that get broken? 
Yeah. CD Lamb, and they took away CD Lamb because they had elite yeah. defense anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're we gonna talk about. We're gonna get yeah, into it. We're gonna, gonna get into it. We're gonna get into it, man. We're gonna get hey, into it. Hey, y'all, the damn car washes, man. Stay out the car washes. <laughs> forty-five. We'll be back probably with more news about forty-five next time, everybody. Yeah. See you next time on Generate Next. Peace.